All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. Um, we're a little bit different than we have been. Um, Avery is not here with us, and Avery's usually our tech guy, so he usually is the one who has all the uh, uh, he has the computer and stuff that we use. You have uh, the microphones, though. I do have the microphones, but um, I think that there was there was just a little bit of miscommunication. I don't have enough space on my computer for us to use OBS, which we usually use. Which was um, not what I thought you meant when you meant space. I thought it was like it just didn't work well or something. I needed to mess with settings. No one no, told me about size. No, I, I, I always forget like the reason why I don't use my own computer. But the reason why I don't use my own computer is because I don't have a lot of space on it. And like I bought when I bought the computer, I bought the one with the like the lowest amount of space because it was the cheapest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to be too bad. Um, but. Ever since then, I'm like, yeah, I should have bought another. I should have bought one with more space. How does that? How does like a? You're you're a smart guy. How does like hard drives like like an external like storage system? How does that work? External 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 systems like that are usually run for like if you want to put files on somewhere because your computer can become corrupted, right? Water spills on it, fire could be stolen, unless you have family photos. So you would then back up. Your, oh, so it's like a backup system. It's a backup system, yeah. Okay. You can you could theoretically run a computer with the files off of it, but that would not run well. Like you're yeah. it wouldn't be fun. Um they're good. I mean, yeah, I mean you didn't know no better, which is fine. Yeah. So like next time you get a PC, just get another or a laptop, just get more space. Yeah. We'll do. I uh yeah, so if it kind of sounds a little bit junky, if it of an echo, we're in, we're weird. we're using some we're using the the memo app on 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 Apple right now, but it's gonna work. Yeah, we're 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 gonna we're determined. Hopefully, hopefully somehow it doesn't like become corrupted like it did two times ago because nice. that would be rough. Um, but we do have Connor Avery's obviously, like I said, not here. But Connor, how we doing, man? Uh, doing good, you know. Four day week, uh, four day weekend was nice. Monday and Tuesday being off, Friday being off. So did like, you did, you didn't go in either day. I went on Tuesday. Okay. I helped Campos set up his room, and I uh, walked around a little bit. Got him his key. He finally got his key. Finally, At literally. What is it? November that yeah. he finally got the a key? end of the first semester, or like for, first, first quarter, quarter for first yeah. semester. Yeah, nuts. Um, but. It's it's crazy. Um, I mean, it's it's been a weird week just because kind of like what you were talking about. Monday and Tuesday we had teacher work days. Um, this week for both of us we have one of these days. So one of the two days that we're going to be working um, is pre ACT. So that's always like a weird yeah. Like, I was stuck in a room for seven hours. Really, it was that bad. So we are we started testing. I had all, I'm I'm at my door at like what. 6 30 6 45 um so 6 30 7 30 8 30 9 30 10 30 11 30 we finally switch to fourth block at like 12 50 so like you're pretty close to approaching seven hours of in my room that's crazy i'm pretty sure that they're shooting like at east tomorrow they're shooting for like i think like three hours to get it done how long how long did it actually like eight, the test itself take? eight to maybe like eleven okay so like it was about three hours, but okay. we were supposed to get our we were supposed to transition a third block, but I guess the test took just long enough that it clipped into lunch, so like they let people go to lunch and they were like, oh, we're just gonna let them stay until fourth and I was like, there goes my break yeah our, and then of course, on top of that, there went my duty like I'm supposed to be at the lunch duty, so like they pulling this last minute am I supposed to send emails saying hey that's that's the craziest part It's them just kind of calling an audible like eh I mean, we'll just keep them nobody knows what's going on i mean that's that's probably the worst part of it um but i mean hopefully hopefully ours tomorrow goes well like what's supposed to happen is we're supposed to do it, and then third block's supposed to be its entire time. And That's then, what we were supposed to do today, too. Yeah. And then first, second, and fourth are all 25 minutes after after. I that. saw fourth block for an hour, and we talked about law. And we talked about a, like, we, got, we talked about animal abuse. We talked about child abuse. 
and we talked about like the legal system yeah and that was all the all questions for them like how does this work and i was like we ain't learning today so like who cares class discussion so i so my icebreaker for today mm. we kind of touched on it but i'm genuinely curious it's kind of a two-parter the first thing is like we had two very different experiences when I went to college. And this is what I'm talking about in my econ class. Um, Cause you went to a community college and then transferred to UNC Charlotte. Like after your sophomore, like you got your associates and then you went to UNC Charlotte. Um, did the little sidebar, did all your like credits transfer or every did, single one of them? Oh, okay. The I didn't only, know. If, I, I didn't know if you went in as like a sophomore or something. I went in as, as a junior, the rule was, there are certain classes that UNCC demanded that you take there. Okay. Um, so when I was my history major, they said that like, hey, in order to get a history degree, you need to have this many history classes. You have it, but like for education and like, they were like, no, like if you wanted to get this, it had to be here. You had to do this one first. And I didn't really have that much overlap. Like, I think I had to take like, Ameri- I didn't take an Amer- I didn't take the American two version in college, which is like post civil war. So I took pre- I took pre- sorry I took post civil war in community college. I didn't take pre because I was like I don't want to I don't want to I mean post American history after civil war is a lot more interesting to me at that time. So like I didn't take it. And UNCC was like, no, you need to take this here, yeah. and then you can take other history classes. Yeah. So there was a little bit more freedom because a lot of other history majors were required to take like two American. They were required to take two non non Western. I had my two Americans basically eliminated yeah. right off the bat. So they were like, take whatever history class you want. Like you get a lot more freedom a little bit, but at the same time, like, you know, there's probably negatives to it. Like you're not, you didn't have as much of a college experience with yeah. like people your age. Cause community college is way more like well, every age person. So, so that was my, so that was my question to you is that like, if you go back to 17, 18 year old you. Nah, that's not would, a good idea. Would, would you have done the, would you have made, with everything you know now, do you think you would have made the same decisions of going to community college, then going to UNCC, or would you have gone to like a four year university, like a UNC My Charlotte grades or something good. like that? Okay, so it was kind of like the, the CPCC was kind of like a resume builder where you could yeah, like, kind of build up. Your I, grades. I, if you went back to pre, if you went back to ninth grade me, and you were like, hey, idiot, you need to, you're going to, you need at least a 3.0. Yeah. Like, it's going to be hard. But also, my high school had a seven-point grading scale. Seven? 93 to, to 100 was an A. Oh, oh, yeah, we had the same thing. That I- is dumb. Because I had a bunch of, like, 90s. In history, because I never, hey, Pat, um, you're never, I got like a few, I got like a 92. Yeah. And I think that if I had an, had a, yeah, had a grading scale that was 10 points, like college. Like, like it is now. Like it is school. now. I think that looking back, my GPA. Oh, it would have been so much higher. Yeah. Cause I sure. think with like 93 to like what 85 was a B. Yeah, my, like I had like eighties twos, eighty threes. Yeah, that was my go to. Yeah. is that I stayed, I stayed solid in the like eighty yeah, to eighty four range. I I do think that um, we're recording on a phone. You yeah, know, we're OBS doing voice weird. Demo. We're not just uh, having a very weird conversation. I promise, Pat. Um, I think that I would have done. I would have been able to go to straight to college. I would have been able to go to UNCC for sure. Yeah. And I think I would have done it, but I think that because I went to community, I got to fail first. Mm, okay, so it wasn't I like, had a, I it wasn't like make or break from the jump. Um, for sure it was. I had a two point three GPA. Well, what I'm saying is, is that you said it's not like a like you got to fail first. Like what I'm saying. Oh no, is like, I completely messed up in community college. Yeah, like community college, you had that buffer period where like. If you go to a four-year university and you fail a class... Oh, yeah. Oh, for get, sure. Like, for sure. You could go on academic probation oh, I was. and all that kind of stuff. But, like, the weight of that that that, that holds at a community college versus the weight... That no, 100% is equal. You think so? When a college tells you that 
you have failed so bad that we are going to expel you. I do not care what college you're at. Now, yes, if I went to like Harvard, if I went to Yale or Princeton or like some really Ivy League college and I'm on academic probation, for sure, that's way more of a social stigma of like you made it and now you failed. But the good thing about it is since I went to community college and since I failed at first, it was much cheaper. Mm. It's much cheaper to mess up a community. Because like, what's the point? Yeah. Like I didn't pass this class or I didn't do really good in this class. It's like, okay, cost me 300 bucks. Yeah. I, you go to UNCC, five grand a semester. At Rowan Cabarrus, it was $1,000 a semester and that's counting books. Yeah. So like I saved, my parents saved. I paid some money towards college, but not a lot because they, they were very nice and they, they, they were very, my mom was like, we we're going to college. Like they dedicated yeah. like a, real time and real money and that they, they, they could have spent on other things to, to put us through school. Um, and my mom said, you got so much money. Like yeah. we can't cover all of college. We can give you some. And um, I remember I actually came out net positive. I had more money left over in their account because I went community for two years. Yeah. Two and a half. I messed up my first year and I had to take a little, a little extra. That had to take a little bit of an extra but mini I, lot. I also think that because I went to community college, it made me realize that I wanted to be a teacher. Because I was like, dang, school. Someone at school could have told me. Yeah. But I also do think I'm, it is my fault for not trying harder. But seven points is ridiculous. Yeah. Like the 90 to 100 is an A. Like if you put a gun to my head and said like 93 to 100 is an A, I go like, no. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like a 92 – a full point GPA makes sense. 89, okay, you're 11 points away from 100. That's a three. And looking back, I had a lot of like 70s, which like were Cs for sure. But there was plenty of Bs I should have gotten if I yeah. was on a 10-point grading scale. And like every history class I had should have been an A. So like my GPA could have been a lot closer to three, which would have made me go to UNCC. And I probably would have failed first semester. Yeah. And like... I would have been out like serious money. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So like community college, I also think that I'm a big believer. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a big believer in like going to college, but I do think that now since life's so crazy, it could take a year. Yeah. You don't know what you want to do. You don't. Take a year, work a job, and then go to college. See, like no one, no one says that you need to go right in right now. Like especially with the kids that we work with, they're like, I'm, I'm working. I don't have money. I have no options. I go like – Take life for a year. See, I I personally kind of oppose that. Um, I'm not a big fan of gap years. Um, I say that it's allowed. I'm, I, I'm much no, more open can, to the no, idea now. Definitely open to it. Um, but the way that I explained it to my kids today is that I think that what people don't fully understand is that you've been doing – when you graduate high school – You've been doing school for 13 years. And so you you have the momentum. You know what school looks like. You know what it feels like. You know the atmosphere to a certain extent. And so when you stop that, it's going to be way harder for you to get back on that train and restart that momentum than if – because, I mean, especially with kids at Carringer, I saw time after time after time that they would be like, Oh, I'm going to take a gap year or a gap semester and then a gap semester or gap year turns into a gap two years or gap three years. And they never end up going back to what they said they were going to do. I, I guess that's true, but life isn't always fair. Yeah. I have a kid right now that uh, I want them to go to college, but they're like military. So it's, yeah. it's the only way I got. And I'm like, listen, and, and it doesn't make – they don't – they don't seem like they're really that interested in it. And I go, like, you bought the sign four years. On top of the four years of college, you're doing four more years guaranteed anywhere in this country. And it's like, it's my only way out. And I go, like, that's tough. Yeah. So that's why you should have free college. Um, that's, my, that's my TED Talk. So, so if I were to go back, I think I, – I don't know what I would have done. Um, I don't know if I would have made any different choices just because, yes – College is expensive, and yes, there was a lot of kind of um, like one of the hardest things was the debt that came out of it. Also, you're a teacher; you don't get paid that much. Well, if you yeah, were getting paid like doctor salary with the same debt, you would have paid that thing off like what year? <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but the, the problem that I've always like, the, the thing that I've always enjoyed is the, your freshman year, you actually got to like live out that college atmosphere or my sophomore year, I got to live out that college atmosphere of going to football games of like meeting people on campus, having like having late night, like dorm runs and, and you could, you had meal plans and you had, uh, 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 like all these things that really solidified in my opinion, like I got to live out the college experience. If college was a lot less expensive, I would say gap years are a bad idea. Yeah. Because I would rather, I was very fortunate to have a mom who worked with me. Many parents would have said, you failed college. I'd say, you're done. Leave. Be a failure. But my mom was like, you're going to go. And then I had people around me that pushed me to go to college more. And I realized like, okay, time to like lock in. But it's a lot. I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not a school person. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about more of that later. What we can talk about though is some football. We are halfway through. Well, hold on, over. hold on. Before we even get to football, we got to congratulate the Texas Rangers. Oh, uh, that's right. They won. Texas Rangers, World Series champions. First For the time, first time. First time in 60 years that they've won a World Series. They got hella close. They were, um, they were the ones who... I thought this was their first time winning ever. No, that it is. Um, they got really close... Oh, you said they've been around for 60 years. They've been around for 60 years. You made it seem like they had won one six. I was like, do they have a different name? No, no. They've been around for 60 years. They were, they've been the Texas Rangers for 52 of those 60 years. Okay. Um, but they were the one in, I think like 2011 that they were one, literally one strike away. And then David freeze hit that, uh, he hit a triple off the wall and it tied the game and they were up three, two in the series he ties the game. They end up going to the eleventh, and by in the ninth, it was like two outs, like a one-two count. Like if they get this strike, it's over. They win the series, point blank. Then David Freeze hits it off the wall. Nelson Cruz has the worst jump I've ever seen, where he like tries to catch it in the air, but if he would have literally just turned around and like played it off the wall. Instead of three runs scoring, it would have been like one run scoring, and they're up still up by two. Um, but whatever. Um, and then David Freeze in the bottom of the eleventh just hits a tank, and it's one of the most iconic calls of like, "We'll see you tomorrow." Because they they yeah it, land, to, it lands in the uh, in yeah the, it lands. We in will see field. you tomorrow night. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it, that like when you go from that the momentum and then, momentum. And then you have. Years of mediocrity where you're a laughing stock. I mean, and this isn't one of those where like the Rangers were terrible and then they got really good like five years ago. Like literally two years ago, they were an a hundred plus lost team. Like they had lost a hundred plus games. Mm, but relatable. They, yeah. And then hey, maybe your A's are next. Ever thought about that? Hey. No, because out of all the teams trading, trying to get Shohei Otani, the A said, we're good. And I, I, I That it. was a joke. Yeah, I know. Um, hey, Cubs, Shohei, please come to the Cubs. Um, but I know you're a big fan. Hey, Seiya Suzuki, which is one of his like longtime friends, longtime teammates, he's on the Cubs right now. Just saying. Um, but going back to it, I think that the Rangers, How I much? said it on last... How much is he getting paid? Give me a second. So, um, I think that the Rangers did, like, I think that they did a really good thing of they mixed free agents with homegrown talent. And you don't see that very often. You see some people who fully rely on free agents. You see some people who fully rely on homegrown talent. But having a mix of that, of addressing the needs of like a Corey Seager, of like a Marcus Simeon, of like a Max Scherzer that they did, or a Jacob deGrom that they did this season, um, I think that that's amazing. But they also have people like uh, their Jonah Heim, who's a rookie. Um, you have... Jung, which is a uh, third baseman, like Anadolis Garcia, which was their stud. Um, unfortunately, he didn't f- 
played the last like two or three games. But he was kind of a home run talent. Even though he was with the Cardinals, he the was really MVP built. Of the series. I think Corey Seager. I'm 98% sure that Corey Seager won, the, won it. Um, I think that Adolis Garcia would have won it. Um, but I said on the show last week. Yeah, he didn't play enough games. Not only did he not play enough games, but he was in the he was the ALCS MVP. And so, a lot of times, like they, they don't, don't like, like they don't up. like kind of giving it to him back to back. So, um, I, but I think that he deserves it. I think that he Corey Seager was the highlight, especially throughout the entire series. Um, but shout out to them um, to answer your question. I think that Shohei Otani. Um, if the Cubs sign him, I think that they're going to sign him for probably about 500 mil. Um, I think that he could have got Half more. A billion well, I think that he dollars. realistically, if he didn't get injured and if they knew that he could pitch game one next season, I think that he would probably get closer to 650 million. Because Is that the I, largest contract ever? Oh, 100%. For MLB. Yeah. No, but. Any sport, no. A- anybody over five hundred, except for maybe like a Patrick Mahomes had five hundred mil total with all incentives. Well, that that's because like that's also an extension that also counted like what he was getting paid right now. Oh, okay, and it okay, was, okay. Like in terms of in terms of a sheer one contract from the beginning of one contract to the end of one contract, that would be probably the most. If, now soccer would be a little bit different because like Ronaldo's getting paid like a billion dollars for two years in like Saudi Arabia or something yeah. like that. The I don't I don't know if that's true, but he's way. paying him paid a lot. Yeah, he's getting paid. Soccer's a lot. Cubs tickets cost how much? Uh I mean it depends. It really that's depends on Shohei. Uh, what do you I, think what do you think the tickets before pre and post Shohei? Oh, get Shohei. Dude. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Cubs fans are one of the most loyal. So, like, even if Shohei doesn't show up, like, I think that they're still going to be, like, on, on opening day, the first game in Wrigley is still going to be probably close to, like, 100 bucks for, like... Bad seats. Bad seats, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas, like, if they get Shohei, you're looking at at least 150 200 But that's the thing is that, like... Shohei will sell out. Shohei will sell out, but he's also not... Quite the same draw because he's just hitting. Now, don't get me wrong, hitting's great. I've seen Shohei live when he wasn't pitching at this point. He was just hitting. But like, don't get me wrong, he's great. But he's like any other person. If anything, he's not quite the same as any other person because he's not going to play outfield because he can't throw. So he's literally just hitting nukes, possibly hitting nukes, and then go sit back on the bench. Um, with him pitching, with him pitching, it's a spectacle. Because you don't see very often Someone a guy who can throw, throw that great, but also hit. I mean, we talked about it on the show that got deleted. But I got told by Price that, like, at the end of the day, baseball is just a duel between yeah. the pitcher and the hitter. And the pitcher, which would be Shohei, is going against the batter. But then in another bat, you would see the duel of the hitter, which is Shohei, going against the pitcher. And not only would he be doing well at that duel, but he's doing it at such a high level. I think that that's amazing. Um, I do think it's interesting, though. Um, So the finalists came out for – they they haven't fully announced all the the candidates – or not the candidates. They haven't announced who won. Um, But Shohei – is probably leading the league right now in AL. Um, and then behind him is Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. A lot of people are saying that Corey Seager arguably had a better year in terms of like total from beginning to end because he didn't miss games. Shohei missed like the last quarter of the season. Um, whereas on the NL side, you have uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman, which were the top three. I think that Acuna's got it locked up, but... I think that Shohei and Acuna, that would be my picks because even with him missing the last quarter of the season, what we were seeing Shohei do, we've never seen before. And don't get me wrong, Corey Seager had an amazing year um, and was arguably a better defender than than Shohei. But you can't tell me that a guy can pitch and win over 10 games in the majors and then lead the league. I don't think he leads the league anymore. I think he's like number like four, but he's number four in home runs even after missing the last 
30 games of the season or whatever it was. I so, mean, Aaron Judge had. Aaron Judge had right at like 42. So he had less than Shohei, but he still, I think he still had like over 35. I'm not sure if he hit 40. But, all right. So I just want to go on that quick rant. Any other questions that you have about baseball? No. Since I'm the resident baseball expert. I just think that, um, how many years do you see a first billion dollar contract? See, I don't know. I don't know. I think that Shohei was our best shot at it, to be honest. Because what Shohei brings to the table is Shohei brings... Shohei completely healthy. Pit, no, like, no outs, no nothing. Dodgers need him. Dodgers want him. I, I still think that the max that they would give Shohei is like... $700. Or $700? Yeah. Show hey, hey, best offer. Yeah. $700. Seven hundred dollars. Uh, I'm the Oakland Athletics owner. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, but I think that that would probably be about as much as they get. Um, but that's because he would get paid $400 million for being a hitter and then $300 million for being a pitcher. And so it's kind of like... What Le'Veon Bell wanted a couple years back of like, oh, I want to get paid as a running back, but also I want to get paid as a wide receiver, that would essentially happen for Shohei. But until we see the next Shohei and the new and improved Shohei, I don't know whether we're going to see anything better than that. I mean, Mike Trout was the closest one up to that point, and Mike Trout got like 445, which is fantastic, but I'm not sure whether... Is he done? Is he like... Is he he's not amazing? done, but... I, I think that I think that him and Jacob deGrom to me have very similar trajectories. I think that Mike Trout is a certified all timer, whereas Jacob deGrom's not quite there yet. But both of them that the major splotch in their resumes No World is, Series. Not only well, Jacob deGrom just got a World Series because he was on the Rangers. Um, for Jacob. Yeah. Shout out to him. But I think that both both their resumes are going to be splotched by injuries. Um, if they're healthy, they're one of the best of all time, if not arguably the best of all time. Whereas when they're not, when they're not healthy, which is quite often, they're they're just warming the bench, you know, and and it sucks. But I, you see that with Mike Trout over the last six years, he's probably been injured four of those six years at and. We're not talking about, oh, I got a boo-boo, I missed five games. We're talking about hefty miss at least a month, if not two months of the season. Um, and so I think that that's going to be always their, their dark splotch on their resumes. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, Jacob deGrom, in, in my opinion, and Mike Trout are first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, but I think that both of them, they can't be put in the GOAT conversation because – they haven't played at the highest level for a long enough time, you know? So that's – but I think that's – I hate to see it, though, because Mike Trout could be considered the GOAT, honestly. The, the Royd-free GOAT, because if you want, I think that Barry Bonds, if you consider Royds and non-Royds, Barry Bonds got to be the best. The man just hitting bombs. Yeah. That's how you win the game of baseball. Yeah. I mean, that's hey, how just you... Hit, just hit homers. Just, just hit, hit homers. Nukes. That's all you got to do. So, since we're using my phone uh, to record this, um, I'm going to rely on you to talk about who wins, who loses in football. Yeah, yeah I got you. Um, so, this was kind of a weird week. Um, so, the first game we got Steelers-Titans. I won um, my lock. You did... Dude, you won your lock because... The Steelers, it was three. You were three point favorites, and you chose the Steelers, and they won by four. Uh, um, now my question to you is: I heard that Will Levis still, even against the the Steelers defense, he still played decent. He's Will played, Levis is now the starter over my over uh, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, they said so. I think uh, Dables was like, "Hey, he's the starter." D- Vrabel. Vrabel. Dables is the Giants. Vrabels. Uh, yeah. We just got the we just got the Babel's boys. Ba- Babel's boys. Um, yeah, I think that Will Levis. I mean, I'm not super set that he's going to be that great. Let him play. He, uh, he's he's keeping you better competitive than Ryan Tannehill is. Oh yeah, yeah, and definitely a win's better. A win. than, d- definitely better in his two games than Malik Willis has in his 
five or six games that he played last year. Um, next game we got is the Chiefs-Dolphins. Chiefs beat them 21-14. People are saying the Dolphins are frauds. Do you believe that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that there's a stat that says that when they go against a winning team, they're they like- 0-3. But when they go against a losing team, they're 6-0. Like, uh, they have a losing record. So, I, I do think that they are – I mean, they've been – they got beat by the Chiefs. They got exposed by the Bills. And I can't remember what the other one was. But, like, I don't think that they're super set. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's not been a whole lot – the Chiefs are winning. But Patrick Mahomes hasn't been playing all that well. I mean, I, he hasn't needed to. I think that you're seeing what Tyreek Hill was. Like, Tyreek Hill – like – Taylor Swift's new boyfriend is getting old. Yeah. He's getting old. Travis is getting old. Now, apparently his brother was voted one of the most beautiful men. Yeah, it was like sick, sexiest man. Yeah. He was like a finalist for it. Yeah, I saw that. That's peak peak male peak male performance right there. Jason Kelsey, yeah. Probably could... That man is strong. Did you, did you see what he... We'll talk about it when we get to the Cowboys uh, Eagles. But he like... He like pancaked this guy... And, like, you could arguably say it was kind of like a dirty hit because, like, the play was already over. But, like, when you're in that zone, you don't know. I'm moving, moving. Yeah, I'm moving, moving. And so he, like, pancaked the guy. And then the guy at the last second, like, twisted. So, like, Jason Kelsey's on his back. And then the guy, when he gets up, like, essentially, he he doesn't do it hard. But he, like, knees Jason Kelsey in the head. Like, with with his knee pad. Is his helmet? Is his helmet on? Yeah, yeah. His helmet's on. He got his helmet on. So his helmet's on, and he, Jason Kelsey, like you don't see him get mad. He that probably often. got up and was like, "I'll beat the hell he out get, of you." He gets up, grabs them by the shoulder pad, and you would think he would do something cool. He just yells in his face. It's just ah, like as loud as he could. It's just so competitor, funny. competitor, baby. All right, so next we got um, Ravens beating the tar out of the Seahawks. Um, Odell got his first uh, touchdown. Lamar, Lamar looked good. Apparently, there's a new guy on Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell, apparently, he had 138 yards. Odell needs to retire. It's so sad, bro. It's so He got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, I know. I know. He's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, Yeah, I don't think he can. I mean, he's not. He was, you take. You maybe, maybe like last ballot. You take the first three years of his career, per, career, the catch, dude, literally amazing, the catch. yeah, the catch, and he was a rookie that year, like the literal catch of the yeah. NFL, yeah. But can you imagine, dude? Can, can I, you imagine? I thought that the Seahawks to go a little bit to the Seahawks. I thought the Seahawks would compete. I had the Seahawks winning this game, but they got absolutely dog walked. Yeah, they didn't look good. All right, next up we have um, Cardinals. Uh, the the Browns blanked the Cardinals. We should have seen this coming. Um, they had a guy named Clayton Toon as their the, as their quarterback. The Cardinals. The, the Cardinals, Cardinals are apparently activating Kyler Murray off waiver wire. I can't wait to watch a midget run around. <laughs> We're gonna get canceled for that. Thanks, dude. Have you seen David and Joku's face? Like he got burnt. Have you seen that? He got burnt like right before Halloween. And he the heck this man doing out here getting burnt? No, he like his face. Oh my gosh, um, his face got burnt, burnt. Joke. What uh, what activity was this man doing to burn his? I have face? no idea actually. But you want to know a funny story about someone who burnt their face? Yes, I have seen this. So, um, dude, and he played a game. He's, cha- he's changing teams, is what he's doing. <laughs> um, he played a game with those burns on his face. Dude, that's badass. So I had a guy at Hickory Ridge that I knew. He took a flaming shot, and that's what he wore to the. the, yeah, the that would that would yes, I've seen that would terrify me. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I'm not. Pl- I'm not playing. Yeah, Sorry. I saw that man walking through. I was like, <laughs> I just showed for anybody who's listening. Um, I Look showed up David the, Njoku mask. It was it was David Njoku mask. It was like a like. It's kind of like a wrestler's mask, but even more terrifying. So, but go ahead. The uh, there was a he guy took a burning a, shot. Yeah, basically, you take a shot of alcohol, you light it on fire, and you knock it back. And like, so when he knocked it back, he missed, and he hit his face. So half his face got like singed. But the problem was he had a bad acne, 
So he burned his face so bad that half of his face had no acne because it was brand new skin. The other fa- other side was like acneed up. And they're like, his half his face, baby smooth. Oh, And they no. were like, do it the other way. Do it the other way. Knock it back <laughs> the other shot. That's hilarious. So yes, I have met someone who has burnt their face. All right, so next up, that's crazy. Um, so next up, we got the Texans beating the Bucks, thirty-nine, thirty-seven. CJ Stroud, uh, MVP, rookie, rookie MVP. Oh, not, not MVP, rookie, but like rookie of the year. percent rookie of the year. Um, he I broke mean, like what five stats? So he had Most? four. He had four hundred and seventy yards, five touchdowns. Was thirty for forty-two. I mean, I got a question for you. The Texans suck, right? The Texans. I mean, they're four and four, so they can't be terrible. No, 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 no. The Texans sucked last year. Yeah. What the hell happened to the Panthers? I hate to say it. Is it, is we, it? Were, we were bringing their praise, but it. I think D'Amico Ryan is a great coach. I don't know whether Frank Wright's that great. great I told coach. you I didn't like Frank Wright when we hired him. Yeah. Well, I wasn't big on Frank Wright. I thought that they should have definitely chose Eric Bannemi. I thought Eric Bannemi would have been a good head coach, but I don't no, know. I what's... think that Steve Wilkes was a great coach. I mean, he took your team even after y'all lost CMC to one game of the playoffs. Um, but Steve Wilkes could have stayed. I think that I think that D'Amico Ryan is a great coach, um, and I think that he's a great like. I think C.J. Stroud. He looks he's like a baller. a baller. Did you see his? And quote? He's dis- did you did you see his quote? No. I don't take I don't take tests. I play fucking football. That's crazy. Because I'm quoting him on that. Sorry, wait, but basically they said what he had one of the lowest Wonderlick tests. Oh yeah, I do. Remember and he that. was like, "Oh, he's not smart." And he goes, "I don't take tests. I play football." And I said, "That is hard." Yeah. After after breaking Cam's records, because Cam had it, he broke Cam. So like, your quarterback that you could have picked, who would have been the the predecessor to Cam, you know, like this is the next up, like the next big one, broke his records on another team, yeah. like that. They had a meme of like people, like a Panthers fans, like like staring out in the distance, like looking at what C.J. Stroud could do. Like, this is what I was terrified of yeah. of us moving up. Yeah, because you can't miss. You get the first pick, you cannot miss. Yeah, because you literally have the what if scenario of you literally had everyone else available at that point. Yeah. Now to to your so like talking a little bit about C.J. Like, I think that what astonishes me or impresses me the most is Sunday he had three guys, uh, Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, and Tank Bell, all of which had over 100 yards. We didn't even have a receiver. All of which had over one touchdown. Nico Collins, which is arguably their best wide receiver, had three receptions, 54 yards, one touchdown. So if you look at those four guys alone, now, obviously, four guys are a lot. But if you look at those... The Panthers had four wide receivers on their game. Yeah. Um, if you look at those four guys alone, you're talking about, out of his 450, you're talking about... You're talking about 400 of those 450 yards going to four guys, which is insane to me. Over 400 yards. He's good. He is good. I think he's, he's the first Ohio State quarterback that I've actually been impressed by. I, I so I'm not like I think he's good, but I'm not super set on him because I said the exact same thing about Justin Fields, and Justin Fields has had flashes of like, oh, this dude's a beast, but he's also had flashes of like, this guy, not great, not great. I'm worried that that's what Bryce Young's going to be. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, we talked about Ohio State, but when was the last time you saw a good like Alabama quarterback? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I mean, yeah, I guess he went to Tua. Tua is probably the closest one because Jalen Hurts, you could say, arguably was better when he went to Oklahoma than when when he went to uh, Alabama. I think that yeah, the era of Alabama, like that whole era of like just get an Alabama player like quarterback. Don't go to quarterback. Get defense. Get offense. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Still get those. All right. So next one we got is uh, the Saints beat the Bears. 24-17. Don't have a lot to say about this game. Um, I think that something interesting is they're still they're still relying on Taysom Hill for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, that whole like utility player. Um, even the last four years we've been talking about it. I think that it's still impressive that like 
he's found his own niche in the NFL. Um, but I don't have a whole lot. To the Mormon, the Mormon, uh, the Mormon weapon. Yeah. Um, so next one we got is the uh, Vikings beating the Atlanta Falcons 31-28. Who was the quarterback that they had? They rolled Josh up. Dobbs. Josh Dobbs works for NASA. Yeah, which is nuts. He's going to be going to Mars. Yeah. But, dude, I tell you what. Have you heard the stories that come have that have come out? He was with the Browns, was cut. Was I mean, here, so he here. got he got traded from the Browns to the Cardinals, Cardinals to the Vikings. He didn't know people's names. He didn't know the playbook. He didn't know he had never worked with the offense before Sunday. And for him to not only do that, but, but to, to win still win the game Give against, the man. against like a team that up to Sunday, we're four and four. The Atlanta Falcons, like, and put up thirty-one points against them, is pretty impressive to me. Now he's going to win this Super Bowl, then go to Mars, and then we will build a statue out of that man. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to do my deep dive in a little bit about the Vikings, but I'm not super set that like he's going to be like their savior and like bring them to a, you ain't a got Super tape. Bowl. You ain't or, got tape on them. Yeah, exactly. You ain't got tape on them. All right, uh, Packers Rams. Rams continue to suck. Um, everybody thought when Cooper Cup came back, they were going to be good. They have not. Um, and that's saying something. Um, that's saying something because Jordan, like Jordan Love, is not a good quarterback, in my opinion, either. That means you're going to sign him to a multi year extension, baby. But the, Jordan Love? Yeah. Um, Commanders beat the Patriots 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Patriots suck. Yep. Commanders somehow winning despite trading away everybody and not dying. Yeah, I mean, there's four and five, so they're still probably going to be the last in the NFC East. But. Yeah, but the NFC East is literally like a buzzsaw, except the Giants. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Colts. Uh, Colts, Panthers. Two bad pick sixes. That's that's the big takeaway, is that I, I want to keep making an excuse for Bryce and say don't, that he's... Don't. Don't. Like, he's getting all his mistakes out now. Don't. But, yeah, it was too bad pick Don't. sixes. I need... Brian Burns has also got a concussion. Mm. The week after we give you his sign. Oh, you need to tell him because we never talked about it on the show. So they gave me a sign picture of Bryce Young, and these were all, like, hanging up on my wall at some point. Cause, okay, good. Um, I had the dogs, and I didn't feel like trying to do all that while the dogs were there, but... Both of them are going to go up, probably in my computer room. Since I never like, said what the other one. Oh, was. the other one's Brian Burns, and that is probably my favorite Panthers. Oh, player. for sure. Brian for sure. Brian Burns is my favorite Panthers player because um, he's Spider Man. That's so yeah. That's so that's. Oh, I, I finished the the main story for Spider. Don't spoil it. Oh, I'm not. But I got to play it at, at Christian's house. I if if push came to shove, and I didn't have a of an like like an, a creature like my dog that needed to like live without me. I would have stayed at his house the entire night and played the entire game. That's crazy. I would have ripped through the whole thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so because we started from zero, like he said, fresh game right here. Here you go. Like new save. I put on the hardest difficulty too. Oh my god. The first because the the unlocked one because you can't do ultimate without beating the game first. Really. So I went straight to the hardest difficulty. That's crazy. I had fun though. Um, now I going love, back, I love swinging the whip. Oh, I it's, bet. Yeah. It's, um. One of my one of my big things, and here's my thing, is that Bryce Young, when you compare him to C.J. Stroud, definitely doesn't look good. But Bryce Young, last week against the Texans, against C.J. Stroud, put not only won but played well. Now going against the Colts, sucked, just flat out. You thought that Frank Reich would have been like, let's beat this team. Yeah, yeah. Jim Irsay doing whatever the hell his dance was in the Panthers' locker rooms against the coach that he fired is ridiculous. I would have fought him as a player. I would have <laughs> yeah. swung. I would have. Been, I mean, I it been. was in their like it was in the Colts' locker room, so not not many people. I saw would have. It. I would have busted up in there anyway and swung. Hurt. Um, hey, the the Raiders coach. I I said it on the show last week. Raiders coach. I don't know why it is, but when the Raiders fire their coach, they get hot. Now, the Giants suck, but Raiders beat them 30-6. Um, Josh Jacobs had two two touchdowns. 
which is more than did he's see, had did all see, season. Did you hear what Josh Jacobs said about like the team? Is like your quarterback's not playing well. Josh Jacobs says that's not my problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you want Josh Jacobs yeah. to do? Like, all right, now the game of the week. Did you see the Eagles Cowboys game? Uh, I was busy. No, it was. So I heard it was amazing. So Eagles Cowboys game. Eagles went down, scored, makes it twenty eight twenty three. Um. They are on like the 15 or 20-yard line. No joke to you. Have like 40 seconds left. The Eagles march down. Or the Cowboys, I'm sorry. March down from the 20 to the 11-yard line. Their 11-yard line. They moved, moved. They moved. And they still had 20 seconds left. So they did all of that. Now, it was three penalties that got them the majority of the way down. But they went all that way in 30 seconds. You got 20 seconds left. Sack, holding call. Um, so, no, I'm sorry. Holding call, sack. You have to take a timeout. It's like third and 20 now. So now you've got to just huck it. C.D. Lamb catch. So the Eagles are playing on the, like on the uh, uh, goal line. C.D. Um, Lamb cuts it off a little early. Catches it at like the two-yard line. Tries to work his way in, but gets tackled. Because he's just getting barraged by like eight different Eagles players. Yeah, I don't care. Those are some big boys on that Eagles team. Well, I was talking to so one of the guys that is right next door to me in terms of uh, teaching. Um, he's a big Cowboys fan. His name's uh, Todd Statham. I really want to get him on the show one day. But um, he was just like, dude, just do like a, like a hook and ladder type thing. Like have somebody coming across right behind CD, going the other way, and you got one of two options. Huck you it. can either give it to him, or if you think that they're going to go to him, take it yourself. But, like, even that sheer, like, threat. It's the fraction of a second that's going to exactly, slow. Because exactly. if I'm a defender and you have the ball and you can lateral it or pass it, you know, or, like, you know, I don't know. How, there would have to be a lateral at that point. But, like, I would be going, like, do you tackle him? Because if you fully commit yeah, and you miss yeah. – Touchdown, and game even, over. And you're talking about C.D. Lamb, who in this What's game, the college offense where it's like they could run it, pass it, or throw it, or whatever? It's like the... Uh, like an RPO? No, no, no. There's like, they're like in a T format. Uh, like the triple option? Yeah, the triple... Th- like, I remember... Yeah, I mean, you could do something no, like that. No, no, no. I, I remember... The only reason why I know much about it is because my ex's dad played for Georgia. Played football? Played football for Georgia. Interesting. Okay. And uh, like two years. Um, but he was on the field. Like started. Like that was his job. Um, like was a starter. So like you become a starter in Georgia as a walk on. You are yeah, good nuts. enough. You were good enough at Georgia. Um, and he said to me that he hated playing against Georgia Tech because the fact that when they would run, they could always just lateral the ball to whoever's behind them. And it's like, do you tackle the guy or like, do you wait? Yeah. Like yeah. it's that moment of hesitation that's going to ruin you. So he just said, I would just hit him. That's hilarious. Now. I did find this funny. You might find interest this interesting. Do you know who the four, the top four wide receiver leaders of this week was? Do you know? No idea. C.D. Lamb had 191 yards. Um, Noah Brown had 151 yards. Good for Noah. Amari um, Cooper had about 140, 135 yards. Good for Amari. And then Dalton Schultz had 125 yards. You know, do you notice a common denominator in any of those? They were all on the Cowboys team at one they point. They were all on, on the, the Cowboys, Cowboys team, yeah. Which is insane that all four of those, like, and somebody was like, you can't tell me that the Cowboys were like, they have all these great pieces and they still lose. Like, I saw something. I'm going to do a, a two truths and a lie with you guys next week, but I saw something that said since 2000, Jake DeLome has more playoff wins than the Cowboys do. Just let that sink in. Like, Jake DeLome. Now, don't get me wrong. Jake DeLome's great. And Jake DeLome was that centerpiece for that 2003 or 2014. But to have the same amount or more than the Cowboys is crazy. They just... It's it's like they get poo-poo brain at the last moment. Yeah. Do they have Uh, any timeouts? No. 
Uh, no, I think they might have had one. No, I don't think they had a timeout. Say, if they had one timeout, maybe you could, like, reset the momentum and go, like, all right, let's just build off this play. Like, get a good run in and then, like, huddle and, you know, like, you could do something. God damn. All right. Bengals. Bengals My, I'm Bills. sorry, Wade. That was so yeah, bad. Yeah. GD. Good. I know. I, I, I need to repent. Hallelujah. Um, hey, the Bills still struggling. I mean. I don't know what's going on. Is Josh Allen good? Yeah, but I mean, what's I happening? I think he's still good. I think the Bengals are back, baby. Leonard like, Fournette's back. Yeah, you see his, his hamstrings. Oh my god! But I've the never Bengals. Seen... Joe Burrow is a Burrow buzz a buzz saw, dude. Three three forty eight and two touchdowns. I mean, bro, you beat you beat the 49ers last week, and you beat, you the, beat Bills. the Bills the week before. Beat the, you beat, beat the you beat the, the Chiefs. Bills. You beat the big three. Yeah, like go fight the Eagles at that point for a Super Bowl win. They they are venom. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, Chargers. So the last game we got for this past week, we got Chargers Jets. Zach Wilson doesn't know how to play football. Um, Did you know that Tyreek Hill was almost a Jet? That's insane. And he was talking to Zach Wilson because he was a fan of him or something. He said that there's no state income tax in Miami, so he went with Miami. <sighs> That's hilarious. All right, so we have. Um, so we're going to go through this week's games. Um, we have, holy shit. It's a bad week. Panthers, Bears. Uh, Josh, uh, Justin Fields might be coming back. I don't, I don't, I don't care to watch. After we, after we. Uh, I'm going Panthers. I had the Panthers winning. Okay. Uh, Colts, Patriots. Colts. I had the Colts. Um, Texans, Bengals. Bengals. I, I love C.J. Stroud, but he Bengals. Joe Burrow's going to go like, I'm going to show you why I went number one. Saints-Vikings is an interesting I'm game. going Vikings. They got that momentum behind this win, the new quarterback. Yeah, I think I might go with Vikings They don't have as tape well. as much. They're moving it down the line. Uh, Packers-Steelers. I'm going to go with Steelers as well. Jordan Love's going to see ghosts. Yeah. Dude, they might get negative yards running yeah. or passing. Um, we got the Bucks-Titans. I got Titans. Yeah. I think Baker's I, not good. I think the Titans will win it. Uh, Titans put up a good fight. 49ers, Jags. Debo, 49ers. De- Debo's coming back. I think that he'll he'll make a difference. Uh, Ravens, Browns. Ravens. Ravens. We'll talk about the Browns because that's my team. Uh, I got to talk Falcons, about Cardinals. Falcons. Falcons. They're going to – the Falcons kill Cardinals anyway. Yeah. Um, Lions, Chargers. I got Lions. Uh, Chargers will keep it close. Do some work. Clock management. Lose the game. We go. Justin Fields waste. Uh, not just Justin Herbert's wasting his career. And yep. then um, who are they playing against? The Lions. And we'll go like the Lions are legit. Yep, sounds about right. Uh, Cowboys Giants. Cowboys are gonna murder the Giants. Yeah, for sure. They they just lost the Eagles this way. They're gonna kill them. Um, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks Commanders. I'm going Commanders. Seahawks get rattled after the loss last week. I'm going Seahawks want to want blood. Um, 50-50, Raiders, Jets. Raiders. Raiders. Um, Bills, Broncos. Bills. Broncos. Just mix things up. I understand. Um, all right, so points. 73. I have 50 on the dot. I don't know. There's no way that it could be. Technically, it could be 50, but that'd be wild. All right, um... So do you want to do lock of the week first, or do you want to do our deep dive for our teams first? Uh, we could do deep dives first, because lock of the week shouldn't take that long, besides just saying, like, hey, this is our teams. All right, so we completely forgot who our teams were, and so me and Connor, we knew we were going to be doing the show by ourselves, so we <laughs> picked teams for each other. I have the Vikings, and you have... The Browns. The Browns. So give us the, the rundown about the Browns. So I think that the Browns are in a, are at a crossroads. Oh, I'm sorry. So for anybody, because the first time we did this... We got corrupted. We, we, it got corrupted. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a deep dive, say a couple things that are good, like things that are happening good about, about this team, and some things that are lackluster, some things that are bad about this team. Uh, the Browns are at a crossroads. The good things. Your defense is good. The Browns' defense is very good at what they do. You have a lot of solid pieces. Miles Garrett, electrifying as always. You, I'm going to say this as a soft positive. Nick Chubb should come back next year. And, like, he's 
like my favorite running back right now. Like besides yeah. CMC, you know, because he was a Panther. But like I love Nick Chubb. Um, I had him on my fantasy teams. Like he, uh, he's just a good runner. Like I think you could put Nick Chubb on any football team, and that football team's getting better. Like just period. Like the like for example, the Bills need a running back. You throw Nick Chubb on there, handled. The Chiefs, Pacheco's very good. Throw Nick Chubb on there, get better. There's maybe only like three or four teams I can think of that would. Even the 49ers. You have any idea what your coach would be doing with, with Nick Chubb as a running back? I mean, we got C-Mac, so I don't know how much time he would get, but oh, we I'm, find I'm a way. I'm just saying that like, even if you remove C-Mac from the San Francisco 49ers and put Nick Chubb there, yeah, I don't know how much like loss of potential you're getting. There. That's fair. Um, I think that they – I mean, Amari Cooper – had amazing yards, top four, you know, in, in yards. Like, he's shown that he can play. Um, your problem is your quarterback. Yeah, Deshaun, like, Deshaun doesn't have it like everybody thought he did. No, I, and I think that your your biggest problem is ownership and quarterback because your owners purchased this man. Yeah. You gave him a lot of money. The, the most ga- money, you guaranteed. Ga- you gave up a lot to get him. And you basically said it was okay with what he did, and you're bringing him in. So you don't – they are going to make this work. They're going to force this longer than it should, and this is the type of move that's going to drop the Browns. Yeah. I, and I think that if they hadn't gone with Deshaun and they had gone with a safer option, they might be – they'd be a lot better off because Deshaun keeps getting hurt and, like, he's not playing well. Like, he had a face mask penalty. What quarterback gets a face mask penalty? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. All right. I think I think that's it. I think that the Browns have a chance to fix this. Yeah. They do. You got to cut Deshaun. You got to bring up a serviceable replacement. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be. You're going to have to ride it for a few years, clear cap space somehow. But Deshaun's Watson's contract is just so large, and I think it's for five years. So this is year two. Yeah, like they. You, the the amount of what I if I think they want to be successful, what they have to do is a lot. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I had so I had the Vikings. Um, I got some clear cut bad things first. Um, the the number one bad thing is the injuries. Um, you look at Kirk. You look at Justin Jefferson. You look at Cam Akers. Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. Cam Akers tore his Achilles. Uh, Justin Jefferson is on the IR. So that's your clear number number one problem. Um, Kirk's out for the year. Cam Akers is out for the year. Uh, Justin Jefferson isn't supposed to be – he's not supposed to be the worst. Uh, like he should come back at some point during the year. But if not, you lost your quarterback and you lose yeah, your number so, one wide receiver, yeah. So that's, that's the question. Oh, I just lost uh, Brock Purdy, CMC, and Debo. So it sounds like injuries are your problem. Oh, CMC comes back in four games. This is the NFL. You yeah. need him back now. And if your quarterback's gone the whole time, you're done. So yeah. I understand. So I think, but going to the good stuff, before they got hurt, they were a high-powered offense. Um, they were number nine in yards per game. They were number two in passing yards per game. Or they still are number two in passing yards per game, uh, just behind the Dolphins. Um, and so that what they're doing on, on the offensive side is positive. Now, the run game leaves stuff to be desired. But in terms of Kirk was slinging that thing. Justin Jefferson was effective. but Kirk was have, slinging it. But you have Jordan Just, Addison. He was catching it. Jordan Addison doing well. K.J. Osborne doing well. Um, like you have a, a, a good amount of talent. In terms of your wide receivers, um, and you still have T.J. Hawkinson, who is still a top seven. I wouldn't say he's top five, but I would say he's top seven tight end in the NFL. Um, and so, offensive side of the ball still good, but one of the biggest downsides is your defense. Your defense, even though you're five and four, your defense is very middle of the road. Um, you're giving up like your. A decent run-stopping defense. I think they're only giving up like 80 yards per game in terms of run. Um, but for passing, they're giving up a lot of yards through the air. Um, and that's where a lot of their points are coming from. And we talked about this when we talked about what, even when Kirk was there. Like Kirk Cousins would put up 30 points, but the defense would let up. Sometimes it would be 
28 points. Sometimes it would be 35 points. And so if you're giving up somewhere between 25 and 30 or 25 and 35 points per game every game, you're going to lose. Now, you might win some games if you have a high-powered offense like I just talked about, but you're also going to lose a lot, of, a good amount of games too. I think it was like the average score a team needed to win was 20. It was like Panthers' average score last year was like 18. It was like nice. Yeah. But that's kind of my, my big thing about Vikings. Um, obviously, the Vikings, I don't think that they're that the injuries to Kirk Cousins. I mean, don't get me wrong. Another big positive is that you were able to beat a team that is pretty decent in the Falcons with Josh Jobs, who didn't have a lot of practice last week. None. Yeah, none. No practice last Literally week. Literally none. Uh, you don't. Ha- you didn't have Justin Jefferson. You didn't have Kirk Cousins. You lost Cam Akers within the first half, and so like you relied on Jordan Addison. You relied on Matheson. You relied on TJ T. Hawkinson. You got a lot of sons on there, um, but they performed and they performed they well. Got them dogs in them, and put up thirty four points or thirty one points, whatever it was. So that's my deep dive on the Vikings. Um, I th- don't think the Vikings are going to go super far in the playoffs just because I don't think you got to have a, a decent or a good quarterback in order to go far in the go into the playoffs. Um, and I don't think that Josh Dobbs is great as I think he is. I think that he's a great backup. I think he's the best backup or a pretty low starting quarterback. Um, I don't think that he's going to be the guy that takes them to the Super Bowl or anything like that. So that's my that's my thing. All right, so let's go through this lock of the week. Um, I need a pen. I need a pen. Do I have a pen? You better go find a pen. Damn it! All right, well, talk to the listeners. About talk to my phone. Oh yeah. hell yeah! Uh, well, I mean, as current lock of the week. Uh, champion I'm gunning for my third year in a row and then I would officially be a dynasty and I want that etched in the history books so you know what's crazy about this whole thing that how you're the lock of the week champion not really is that you're out of the three of us and Kaylee you're the worst at the pickups I am. Yeah, but somehow the lock of the week, you do well in. Well, because I'm really good at picking one victor. I'm not good at picking multiple yeah. victors. okay. You right. want to do a parlay? Parlays are all on you. I don't do parlays. I go, give me the under on LeBron James scoring a million. You know, like. All right. So, Panthers. So, Avery had Panthers plus two and a half. They did that not. Did not. Um, I had the Raiders minus two, which did happen. And then Connor had the Steelers minus or minus two, which did happen as well. All right. So let's look at these. Um, Avery wanted, so he sent in his, um, we'll briefly kind of roll through his picks just so he can kind of get some airtime. He did send us his picks earlier. Um, he said that he felt like. The Panthers would beat the Bears, Colts would beat the Patriots, Ravens are going to beat the Browns, Falcons are beating the Cardinals, Lions are beating the Chargers, Dallas is beating the Giants, Seahawks is beating the Commanders, Raiders are beating the Jets, Um, he believes the Bills are beating the uh, Broncos. Um, Oh, he also has uh, Houston beating Cincinnati, interesting. Uh, New Orleans beating Minnesota, Pittsburgh beating Green Bay, Tampa Bay beating Tennessee, and then San Francisco beating Jacksonville. Um, So his is, he wants the Steelers minus three and a half over the Packers. Uh, Let's see if he's picked that. Um, He does not, he can pick that, so he has... Steelers minus two and a half over Packers. All right. So you and Avery have now chose the Steelers. All right. 
Um, let's see. I'm going to choose mine real quick just so I can give you the phone because I know that your phone is currently recording. Um, I'm going to choose... I'm going to choose Indian... Have I chose the Colts yet? I have not chose the Colts. Um, actually, hold on. The Cowboys are minus 16 over the Giants. Good night. Um, yeah, I was going to possibly choose that one if it was lower, but I'm going Colts minus one and a half over the Patriots. I feel like that's a that's a lock. Have I chose the Cowboys yet? Uh, hold on, give me one second. Um, so I said Colts minus one and a half over Patriots. All right, so now I've chose. Um, you have. You have not chose the Cowboys. Dan, gonna go, Dan, Daniel Jones is hurt. Yeah, but minus sixteen is ridiculous. Give it to me. Are you for real? I'm winning by like twenty. All right. Yeah, they're about the dog. So, they're about. They are so literally about to beat the mess out of these Giants. Boys, minus sixteen over. The Giants. Interesting. Love it. Love to see it. I say we might not be good at picking a lot of winners. We locking in, boys. Now I am what? I've won three. Yeah, I've won three. So we're three and nine, or three and six, baby. What am I? You're, there's been nine weeks. You've won one, two, three, four, five, six. You're six and three. So I'm three and six. You're six and three. Avery is two and seven. Avery, I'm sorry. Yeah, but Avery's beating all of us in the pickums. But Kaylee is number three in our pickums right now, behind Elise and Wade. Good Love for that. good for him. Good for him. All right, you got anything else? You want to do a twenty questions or no? I do have one question for you. Yeah, hit me with it. There has only been one team. In NFL history, that has never tied. Who? I'm asking you to guess. Uh, can I like? Can we do like 20 questions where I get like hints or stuff, or do you want me to just start naming? So there. So here's your hint. There's 32 NFL teams. A you're probably talking about a newer team. That's your one hint. Jaguars. That is correct. Yeah. Jack Panthers have only tied ever one time. Interesting. Okay. And you know who has the most ties? The Bears. Like 40. Dude, that's nuts. I have a picture on my phone. I'll show it to you. But I don't want to stop this recording. So. I'll show it to you in a moment. Um, all right. So let's actually put this in the group chat so we remember it. What we're going to give Avery a team for next week for the deep dive. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you... So you give me, I give Avery, Avery gives you... No, which is, you give me, and then you can also pick for Avery. Um, I'm going to give you somebody good because I, I'm i interested to see where you go with this. I'm going to go with the Bills for you. Mm. For you, I want your 49ers take. We're halfway through the year. Debo will come okay. back next week. We'll see what happens. And I think for Avery, give him Steelers. Okay. I think he, that like... He's not going to be happy about that. Choose, choose somebody uh, else. Cause give he, me Miami. Pits. Give me Miami. I want to know if he thinks Miami's a fraud. Okay. All right. I want to know what he thinks. Like, do they do they have what it takes to put it together to beat a good team? Yeah. That's fair. All right. Well, we're about halfway through the season. Um, we have some – some. Uh, I think next week we should do some, like, midseason awards. See who we think would be offensive sure. rookie of the year, player of the year. We should like check that. up on our uh, bingo cards. I don't know when the MLB awards come out, but we next need to week make, for sure. But we need to check our MLB bingo cards as well as we need to air our NBA bingo cards because we haven't done that yet. Okay. Or sometime soon. Done. All right. Well, we greatly appreciate you guys listening. We're sorry if the audio's not the not the best. We don't have our mics like usual, so um, we greatly appreciate you listening. We will see you guys next week. Y'all be going.